Hey everyone! Hi. We are back. It's Keegan and Sam, and we are unapologetically Catholic. It's been a while. I think it's been like a month. Yeah, it's been around a month. Um, so a long month. <laughs> a long month. So we're gonna catch up with you guys and just kind of chit chat a little bit. And um, if my mic sounds weird, I'm having issues with it. So if it's a little staticky, I apologize. It's also raining. So we're actually podcasting in a car today. <laughs> <laughs> it's monsooning, um, and my microphones were in the car, so we had to run outside. So we just decided to stay in the car. So you might hear some rain also. It'll be soothing. Yeah, exactly. A nice little background noise. So Sam's going to go ahead and kick us off with our prayer. All right. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, as always, you begin in thanks for all that we have and are blessed with. Open our eyes to reflect on not all that we don't have, but everything we do have. Let us see ourselves and others how you see us. We praise you and adore you. Let the Holy Spirit influence our every action, thought, word, and sight. Please guide us on the path to heaven and never let us stray. Striving for the kingdom, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, pray pray for for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, so we are so glad to be back. Sorry for the long MIA. (laughs) Um, So, Sam, tell them what we've been doing. Well, let's see. It started about uh, three weeks ago when we moved an hour away. Yeah. So now Keegan and I are an hour apart. Yeah. So Sam um, moved an hour with my parents away, and I still live where we lived before. So. So it's been a long adjustment of moving everything in, trying to figure out our schedules, and then COVID got in the way with a few close family friends. So. But we should be good from now on. Yeah, so, and we probably won't be as concrete as we were before every single week recording. Um, It's a lot. I know it's only an hour, but it's a lot after work to make it to each other all the time. But Sam and I are going to try to record every week, but it might not be that. It might be more bi-weekly. Some of us have early bedtimes. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) She does get up at like 4 a.m. Yeah. (laughs) I go to bed at like 8. (laughs) But it's fine. Um, We're still going to be with you guys. It just won't be as regular, but we still are excited to keep the podcast going. So um, if you don't follow us on Instagram, go ahead and do so. Unapologetically Catholic number two. Um, I post a lot of quotes and updates on there. So that's the best way to stay in contact. Feel free to reach out and send us any messages that you have or prayer requests. Just remember we're number two in the Instagram handle, but number one in your heart. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's always coming out with you, I tell you. <laughs> so we don't really have anything set to talk about. I know you guys are probably like, are you serious? You've had a month to figure it out. Okay, we did procrastinate a little bit. <laughs> But it's been honestly so hectic with the move. It was. If you could insane. see the downsize we made, um, you'd be telling us to take two more weeks off. Yeah. So we just wanted to really just check in, let you know we're still with you guys. We're here for you. We're here to, on this journey together. We are gonna talk just briefly about um, the gospel that the Norvis Ordo Masses had this past Sunday. So we'll go over that, and then we'll always end with our acquaint with the saint because I did find one today. So, Sam, do you want me to read the gospel? If you want to. Okay. I'm going to read the gospel, and then we'll just do a little food for thought on that. So, our gospel was from the gospel of Mark. Jesus and his disciples set out for the villages of Caesarea Philippi. 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 
Philippi. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Along the way, he asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? They said in reply, John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others one of the prophets. And he asked them, but who do you say that I am? Peter said to him in reply, you are the Christ. Then he warned them not to tell anyone about him. He began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer greatly and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed and rise after three days. He spoke this openly. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. At this he turned around and, looking at his disciples, rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. He summoned the crowd with his disciples and said to them, Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for the sake, for my sake and that of the gospel will save it. Woo. So it was kind of a last minute idea to go over this because when I heard it in church, it's one of those like humbling gospels that make you really think about it. Especially that last part about losing yourself for his sake. Honestly, to back it up. The most humbling part, in my opinion, is Jesus, like, accepting, telling them that he is Christ, but then saying to not tell anyone. True. Yep, that's true. Like, that had to be so, I mean, obviously not difficult for Jesus, but I feel like if the average person had this great, big, magical secret, they want to scream it from the mountaintops. I think. I think it could still be difficult for Jesus. I mean, well, yeah, because I yeah, mean, I know what you human, mean, but, but yeah, I mean, he he went through all the sufferings, all the pain, and for him to know about God and all of that, and stay humble enough to just act like he was one of us, lesser than the average. Man. Yeah, exactly. But when I was reading, when I heard the gospel during mass, and I heard that last part. It really makes you think because especially in our generation, in America especially, I know other countries aren't always necessarily as bad, I think, as America is. We're, we are greedy. We have lots of materialistic items and things. We want the, the latest phone, the latest car. Mm-hmm. We are very bad at living a... In vanity. Yeah, vanity mm-hmm. and living a very like modest life. We always want the latest thing. So when I heard that, it's one of those things where you're just like, oh, I do this. I mean, I know I'm guilty of it. Mm-hmm. Sam's guilty of it. We all do it in some form. But it really made me sit there and reflect and just think about how we need to be living less. Yeah. Exactly. Because if or whoever loses his life for his sake, for whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and that of the gospel will save Yes. It. And so also the gospel part, you know, we're called every day to, we're priests, prophets, and kings once we're baptized. So we're called to go out, preach the gospel, which is always easier said than done because, you know, especially even like myself, which I've mentioned previously, a lot of my friends aren't Catholic. I don't have those friends that are super religious so it's like a struggle to constantly try to bring them in and you know introduce them to that life um but even just something as simple as inviting them to mass yeah is a great way to just open up that door for them if, if you don't really know what to say but 
like for me, if I'm going to church on Sunday, they know I go every single Sunday and they want to hang out in the morning. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm going to church, but you're more than welcome to come. Mm -hmm. Like you can always just extend that invite. But that was something that really hit home was trying to live less of a, a life full of vanity and also trying to spread the gospel more because that's what Jesus calls us to do. I feel like it's the constant juggle between friends that are not strong in their faith, like trying to stay close with them, but also trying to maintain your holiness. Yes. And I heard this online on one of the social media apps, and it was actually, it was like a voiceover, and some girl was just on there, like, listening to it, and I was watching her reaction. But it was basically, this one girl was saying, why didn't you tell me? Like, why don't I know? And it was in the point of view of Jesus was here. Mm -hmm. Jesus was back. I think I saw that. I wish I, I, I wish I could do it justice. It was really moving. But basically, it was this girl's friend who didn't really have much of a faith. And when Jesus came back and was, like, asking all these people, you know, why don't you love me or why don't you know me? And this one girl looked at her friend who did know Jesus and was like, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you warn me? It's like we don't realize what we're doing for their souls. And even if they don't know it at this point, when Jesus does return, they'll forever be grateful that you were that friend that put that in their ear. Yeah, it doesn't get much deeper. Than I know. That. <laughs> I just went deep on that. <laughs> but when I saw it, sorry, it's monsooning now, so you might hear a lot of rain. But when I, when I saw that online, I was like, I was so moved. And I'm like, you're so right because so many of my friends, I mean, even I need to hear that. I do every day, honestly, every day. Especially from times a day. from the evangelization standpoint, not only from the from the faith standpoint, it's mm -hmm. from all sides. And I feel like a huge part of that is like this gospel is just so powerful because jumping back to the middle, when Peter took him aside, or sorry, Jesus took Peter aside, he began to rebuke him. At this, he turned around and, looking at his disciples, rebuked Peter and said. Get behind me, Satan. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. I feel like that's so vital in our everyday little worries or little conversations, wherever they may take you. It's really important to sit back and try to put yourself in this mindset where whatever you're, they're talking about, you know, they might ask your opinion on something. One of your friends might be asking your opinion on something that is completely against what you believe in. For example, like, I don't know, getting drunk or something. Yeah. And you have to put yourself in that mindset to step back and think, okay, you know, the, the human being would respond and, yeah, like, when, where, what am I bringing? Mm -hmm. But to put yourself in that situation, to think for a second, that's not God, that's Satan. Yeah. And anyone who goes against you, you know, you got to make the right decision or at least strive for it. And if you say, you know, <laughs> we're not meant to do that, like, that's not what God wants us to do. And someone comes at you saying you're a party pooper or you're a buzzkill or any of that, you have to take that suffering and just remember whoever loses his life for Jesus' sake and that of the gospel will save it. The rewards are endless in heaven. And I saw this quote, wow. Out of grease, it's getting loud over here, guys. <laughs> I saw this quote that I posted on our Instagram site, and it's something that I really needed to hear, and I think a lot of our listeners need to hear and be reminded. There may be times when you wander away from God, but God will never stop calling you. He will never stop searching for you. 
So even if you you're living a great life and then you fall back into sin, you go out and you party or you I don't know, there's so many sins you can do, but if you fall back into your old temptations, no matter what they are, I understand because I feel like this a lot when I have those struggles, like, oh, like I'm so disappointing, like and it's even worse when you know. Like the deeper you get in your faith, the worse you feel when you sin. And it's because it's so harder to come back because then you're like, oh my gosh, I know this. Why do I keep doing this? Why, why, why? And you're so hard on yourself. So when I when I came upon this quote, it just really hit home. So just remember that he's he's never going to stop being there for us or forgiving us. We just have to keep trying to be a better person. Yeah, and another thing that just brought to mind, I don't remember where I heard this. It was probably a priest during a homily, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, in today's generation, we know God as the loving God, the merciful God, the, you know, it's okay, honey, it's okay. And in the Old Testament, for many of you who know, it's all God's wrath, God's a savage. <laughs> He's a straight savage. He had no mercy. If you did one thing wrong, that's it. And the priest, like, was talking about how everyone thinks God is like a baby, like, he's just, you know whatever you want it's forgiven and what he pointed out is that the god never changed he's the same in all of it he never changed what changed is we had jesus who suffered and took the price of our sins and the moment that we sin we're forgiven we just have to go seek that forgiveness go to confession and we're fresh yeah that's that's a really good point it had to be a homily it was because that's a very good (laughs) Um, and then one more thing before we jump into acquainting with the saints, like I said, we want to keep it short and it's really raining here, so I don't even know if you guys can hear us very well or not, but, um, something else I stumbled upon that this is actually last night. So just take a moment and just think about this. You are currently living at least one of the prayers that you used to pray. True. Like just reflect on that. So it's so easy we have so many prayer intentions and so many things that we ask God for that we really want him to answer and it can get overwhelming. But if just take the time to think about everything that he's answered for you thus far in your life. As, as humans, we're always, when we meet one goal, we're on to the next. We're moving to the next thing. Do we ever take the time to appreciate that we finally hit that place that we wanted to be before? And it's all you know, glory and thanks to God that you're at that point. So I just want you all, I want to leave you on that positive. Like he is working. He's answering your prayers. It might not be when you want him to or on your schedule, but it's when it's needed to be done. Amen. All right, guys, let's jump in to acquaint with a, for a, (laughs) with a saint. Alrighty, so today we have St. Cornelius. He was a pope and martyr. So his feast day, September 16th. He was a martyr, so you'll see them wear red during Mass. He's a patron saint of cattle, domestic animals, and earache sufferers. So not only do I love him because he's animals and cattle, but I love him because I had chronic earaches when I was a child. (laughs) So this, this man really speaks to me. All right, so just a little bit about him. He hears you. I know. Sorry. (laughs) I'm here. Do you hear me? (laughs) Hears. 
Oh, jeez, guys, over my head. Over, way over. Okay, so, a little bit about him. He was the 21st Pope of the Church. Uh, St. Cornelius succeeded no one, and I'll tell you why. So, after the death of Pope St. Saint Fabian, martyred in January 250, persecutions prohibited the clergy of Rome from electing a successor. So, the chair of St. Peter was vacant for over a year. Finally, when the cruel emperor, uh, Decius, something like that, <laughs> departed Rome on military campaign, the clergy chose Cornelius as bishop of Rome. Not everyone was happy with the choice because the former future pope, Novatian, who had led the Roman clergy during the vacancy and had convinced himself that he was going to be elected. He was not supporting of that at all, and he refused to acknowledge Cornelius. So people ended up taking sides, letters were written, and tensions were heightened. After consolidating support from the esteemed saint, Cyprian, bishop of Catheridge, and others, Cornelius resolved the dispute by conveying a synod of bishops, which excommunicated the schismatic Novatian and his followers. Pope Cornelius resigned for a little over two, or sorry, not resigned, back up. Pope Cornelius reigned for a little over two years, from March 251 to June 253. Even though his time in office is brief, he made some important decisions and left an interesting legacy. So, Decesis, I'm saying that wrong, persecution gave rise to the greatest pastoral dilemma of the third century. How and whether to reintegrate Christians who had offered pagan sacrifice, regretted it, and desired to enter again into the embrace of Mother Church. So the whole dispute back then was basically, we have these pagans, they are trying to offer like remorse for their actions of the pagan acts. So as Pope, he had to decide, do we take these people back into the church, or is that it? Um, and it ended up being that he won, and he did find a way. He said that there is no sin that cannot be forgiven. True. So he made up a way for them to be reinstated within the church, which was also a very split decision among the other people in Rome. They were not all in favor of that. His justification was that there was no sin that cannot be forgiven. Um, and he did end up being martyred, and they found where he was buried, because they actually found a marking that said, Neolius Martyr, and then they ended up later finding the core, C-O-R, laid close by, and so that's where Cornelius, he is, um, <laughs> Cornelius, Cornelius, you just got they it, found the core. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see, Martyr, so here's a brief prayer for his intercession. St. Cornelius, our Lord said that it profits a man nothing to gain the whole world if he would lose his own soul. You gain the papacy, not the whole world, yet gave it up rather than bend to the will of the church's enemies. Help us to persevere like you. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, I stopped and listened to the mic halfway through, and my mic's really bad. Yeah. So I apologize. I'll have to figure out what's going on with it. Who knows? Mm -hmm. So pray for us. Yeah, pray for because, us. Because, I don't know, our technology is not being very good today. We'll so pray for you, too. We will always pray for you guys. Um, feel free to reach out to us. I'm looking forward to hearing from you all. And we're going to end with a prayer. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Spirit amen. amen. Take it away.
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Have a good week. See you next time. Bye-bye.